Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is titled, The Power of Letting Go, specifically letting go of control and emotions. This is something I struggled with immensely and I had to really work on to get past and improve on my life. I had so much control and that just fluctuated my emotions and really took over my life. And I, I had to dive deep and, and discover new learnings and teachings to get myself through that. And in today's episode, I'll discuss how I did that and all the benefits that come on the other side of that. So please, focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen today and also for taking the time to make improvements in your life and take time aside to listen to something that will hopefully bring benefit into your life. And today's episode is called The Power of Letting Go. And this is something that was a pivotal uh, aspect to my journey and my ability to change and transform things that were holding me back in my life So this is a very useful concept that I really believe in. And I kind of want to break it down into the power of letting go of two aspects. To let go of control and letting go of emotions and holding in emotions. And I believe that once we learn how to do this, this will enable us to live a life with more peace and with more ease. So we usually store this control and emotion uh, in our physical body and in our minds. We store it in our mind and our body. And this uses energy. This not only holds us back and limits us, but it also consumes our energy to hold on to all the stuff that might not be serving us. And the goal is to lessen our refractory period of, uh, think about holding on to something or a circumstance, a negative circumstance in your life, and you find yourself saying, I can't believe this is happening. And we're holding on to it. And we're extending that refractory period of rebounding. And we hold on to things. And our past doesn't need to come along with us. It doesn't need to. The past is gone. And the memories and lessons um, that might not be serving us, we should work to let go of those And only keep what's serving us, the good memories, the good lessons. Think of an analogy of uh, a full computer, that your computer is full of memory. It can't fit anything else because it's stored all the past things. You know, some of those files might be useful. Some of those files might be beneficial in the future. But I guarantee there's a lot that are not serving you. And until we get rid of those files, we can't input new information and this is going to limit us to in our ability to evolve to grow um it it, in essence we need to let go we need to clear up room to fit more in and fitting more in and getting rid of the old can cause liberation it can uh when we let something or someone go you know think about even letting old stuff go in your house it feels so good to throw that out it's the same concept of letting go of emotional baggage or things that we might 
be holding on to, stored in our body, using energy to keep that alive, once we let that go, that can bring a sense of liberation and peace and ease into our life. And that's really what we're looking for. So the first concept is letting go of control. And control seems to be a rising value in today's society. You know, whether it's through work, our, our bosses want to control us through email, through all this technology, they have more control on us and they're micromanaging. Or whether it's the government controlling what we do and, and their manipulations. I, I won't get into those rabbit holes, but, you know, it, it seems like control is a rising value in today's society. But what should be the rising value is letting go letting go can be seen as a strength uh, of those old patterns and old ways of living that's what should be viewed as something strong but it gets perceived the other way and we want to get into going with the flow instead of having control and making sure everything is a certain way and this is really what I take from nature and I think what nature has that powerful effect on us because when we're surrounded by nature we just see that it it just is it just goes with the flow it doesn't try to control and that when we're in nature it just brings that sense of peace and awe and 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 beauty because it's so it's such a simple concept it's just it's living it's there it's just being but it's going with the flow nature's not trying to control anything you see a river or a stream coming down from a mountain there's no control to it it's just going and it's a beautiful concept and it's a it, it's an amazing lesson i think if we can learn to be more like nature and just let go and go with the flow there's a lot less resistance in our life and that causes a lot less turmoil. Even thinking about um, relationships, you know, letting go makes the difference between controlling and allowing. When you're trying to control someone or con trying to control an outcome, you know, and then you can't control what another person sees or what their beliefs are or what they what their perception is in life and that will just cause turbulence if you're trying to control that instead of allowing the process of you're another individual i'm in another individual and we need to learn to navigate this and go with the flow instead of having control and life happens between the highs and the lows so when we try to control our life and only experience the highs and have try to have a certain outcome and if that outcome doesn't happen then we're then we're upset you know if we're controlling and trying to only live in the highs there will be so much more unsettling feelings when we're in the lows when we when those lows do inevitably arrive letting go of this control can enable us to live in a more peaceful state and accept the totality of all of life circumstances, good or bad. You know, living life isn't just meant to be lived in just extreme bliss and only in the highs. And when we're in those lows, we we get frustrated. And why are we here? Why why isn't life easy right now? Why aren't we why why isn't it amazing? And we battle that. We battle that concept instead of just accepting and letting go of the fact that, hey, life 
does involve struggle. Life is difficult at times, and we need to embrace that and go with the flow, just like nature. Just take it as it is instead of resisting and to try and control the outcome. So resistance and control can lead to a rigid lifestyle. Let's use a, the flowing river metaphor. So if you're, if you're floating down a river and you find yourself trying to catch or grasp a branch as you're passing by to stay put, to stay in that same spot instead of going with the uncertainty of where that river is going to take you, instead of trusting the universe or yourself, if you hold on to that, that branch that will limit your potential for potential positive change and you might miss out on living and fun and whatever adventure might be down that river you know we're grasping to hold on because that's the control we know what life is like in that manner we're holding on to our our ways our knowledge of of what we know to be true and i can relate to this uh metaphor because I lived in resistance and I lived in the unwilling to let go um, and, and my pivotal transition point in my life, I can almost dial it back to an instance, was during meditation when I was learning how to meditate. Um, you know, that's when I was at my peak of, of knowing that I, I had a lot of difficulty going on. I was... I was stuck in my ways and I knew it. I knew there needed to be change. I didn't know how, but I knew I was stuck in my ways and I knew my ways were not benefiting me and they were holding me back. And I, I, I saw that if I continued living that way, you know, I wouldn't have a successful relationship. I wouldn't have a successful life and I would say, stay stuck in these, in these struggles. And I knew I had to breach past that. And from different teachings and, and meditation and just, um, different readings that I was doing at the time, they really stressed the fact of surrendering and letting go of your old self. And I didn't really fully know what that meant, but there was a very pivotal moment during a meditation where I was attempting to get into an inductive state, which is just where you're kind of a blank thought state. You don't have busy thoughts coming in and out. You're just kind of connected to a, a deeper sense of, of you and yourself without a busy mind. And I was actively working to get there. And I remember in a book, they said, just surrender to the process and surrender to what you're experiencing and surrender to the old you. And I didn't even know what that meant, but I was just, I remember repeating in my head, I surrender, I surrender. And I just got this flood of, of chills, body chills, and just this overwhelming sense of energy overcome my body. And then I dipped into this kind of inductive state for the first time actually and I remember just saying I surrender and at this point in my life I was very closed off and I held in all my emotions and um, in this moment I just had this release of liberation and, and started to cry and and it was something that I would have never done but I in that moment not really even knowing what was happening but I, I I started to surrender just that little piece of control I believe I gave up that control of this is how I live this is how you know a man should be uh, I was stubborn I was closed-minded I had that stoic manly this is how a man acts I was holding on to everything and I had 
control. I knew how to live in accordance to myself and I wasn't willing to listen to anyone else. And in that moment, I think that was the first time that I began, began to let go of this control and truly surrender that little bit of control. And, and this was a process, but I can pinpoint that was the first moment that I was able to, to start to let go and surrender that. And that's why I actually labeled this podcast Surrendering Average, because I had to surrender my old self to get to a new point in my life. I had to delete some of that memory on my computer to allow for more new to, to come in. And it was a very, it was a very powerful moment in my life. And then I began to build off that and really started to realize, Hey, you know, I, I don't have all the answers. This isn't the best way of living. And I don't need to be bound by this way of living. There's, there's different possibilities. I just need to surrender and let go of the control and open my mind to new possibilities and new learnings. So another one is uh, not fo focusing on outcomes. And focusing on outcomes takes away from the now. Um, and this is something I actively work on as well because I struggle with this as well. I'm a very goal-oriented person and I find myself looking into the future a lot. And that does help me attain things and acquire things that I, I, I want. But there's also a downside to that. So I think it's important to have an end goal in mind and be very aware of your target and where you want to go, but not to live consumed by this target. Because if that's all you think about, that will remove you from your life right here, right now. And that's truly important. And this is what this is kind of talking to myself right now, because when I find myself completely fixated on those outcomes, my focus goes there and my attention goes there and I'm removed from the now from the everyday right here right now and that will cause turbulence in my day-to-day -day living with Jess you know I'll be so fixated on a goal or what I need to try and accomplish or work on that that removes me from the ability to be present and enjoy my time in that moment with let's say Jess after work I'm I say, oh, I have this, this, and this to get done. I need to focus on this. This is, you know, if I'm not putting my attention on this goal, I won't attain it. And I, I can actively see the, the, the negative consequences of that. And that will disable me to live happy right there, right now. But in reality, that's all I have is that moment right there, right now. So it's not super beneficial to only be fixated on the outcome. I believe it's good to have a target, good to have an end goal, but then navigate the living in the now as well as not being consumed on that outcome. So when our minds are in the future, we paralyze ourselves in the present. And being in the present, a perfect example is a flow state. And it's amazing. I've experienced many of these, whether usually it happens playing sports or when I'm in a, a very interesting conversation or I'm talking and you're in that moment, you're consumed with what the other person's saying and what you're saying and you're in that moment and it's, a, it's very fascinating and, and you're just there, you feel more alive and that's where performance and, and an amplified way of living uh, that's where they exist in the moments where we're in flow and we're actually there in the present. 
So aim for what we need instead of excess and getting too much and getting consumed on all those outcomes. And again, this is, this is me talking to myself. So letting go of the control of this needs to happen exactly this way, I need to have this exact desired outcome is going to take you away from living in the now. We need to let go of those desired outcomes in our day-to-day -day living to enable us to live presently in the now. And the ability to let go of attachments and control of the outcome will lead you to more peace in your life. And again, this is me understanding this, me trying to actively live it because when I do, I experience more peace in my life. And just a small example to tie this together is let's let's say you have a goal of going out for dinner with your family and you set reservations 3 days in advance and you're all excited and you you picture this this night going at that restaurant because you love this restaurant and you need this particular table because that's what's that's what your goal is and that's what's going to create a great night. And then all of a sudden you get to the restaurant and they say sorry the we overbooked tonight and there's there's actually no more no more tables you're going to have to wait a couple hours if you even want to get in. And now all of a sudden you feel this absolute disruption and you're getting completely upset and we need to have this table, you know, we planned this three days in advance and you're getting all worked up and it's completely ruining the moment because you had such attachment to that desired outcome that now your night is ruined. Instead of potentially being able to accept it and let go of that outcome and just go with the flow, go with like the river flowing from the mountain and see where it takes you and be able to pivot and move in that direction. So a good way to do this is um, to tell yourself which you can actively do in your mind when that when that information gets passed on to you you know sorry you you're unable to come into the restaurant for two hours you know you can think of all the reasons that it's okay and you're you can enable yourself to reframe in that moment you know immediately look for all the reasons it's okay to let go and this is a practice. This isn't going to be a super easy, natural thing to do. But in your head, you can say, well, I'm still with my family. You know, this can be an adventure. We can find another restaurant. We can find something new. And you can reframe that in the moment in your head. That takes practice and awareness. And this is all stuff we probably know. But are we doing it on a day-to-day -day basis? Probably not. So that's the. there's a mind and body connection tied to this so that's the mental part immediately look for all the reasons it's okay to let go and in our body we're probably going to be very tensed when when we receive that information that negative information so it's important to relax our body because our body will be unconsciously tight if we let go of all the tightness and relax and breathe and relax this will bring more peace into that moment. And if we tie the mind, look for all the reasons and reframe while relaxing our body, now we can have, we can accept the, that circumstance or we can accept that negative information or what we may have perceived that negative information into something neutral or positive. And we can scale this concept to bigger events in your life. It's the same concept for big things, whether it's, um, you know, 
bad news at work or a disruption in your family. It's the same concept. We need to tie in that mind-body connection. Look for all the reasons it's okay and that we'll be all right. Reframe it and relax our body and work both of those together to experience a less, way less dramatic um, experience. So that's kind of the letting go of control when we can learn to let go of that control the control of a desired outcome you know we can implement a lot more peace into our life so the second concept is letting go of emotions and we usually hold on to emotions because of a past experience that caused us potentially trauma fear, discomfort, usually something negative. We tend to hang on to negative emotions a lot more than we hold on to positive emotions. And we keep reliving these same emotions over and over and over again. If we're reminded of that, let's say we got fired from a job previously and now we're going to apply for a job, but we feel ourselves holding back because we've experienced that fear of getting fired and that's holding us back. Um, that's just an example, but we tend to uh, cope with whole, the way we express our emotions um, and usually it's not in a benefiting way. So there's three ways that we tend to latch on to coping mechanisms that we may think are good, but in reality, there's a much better way. So the three ways we usually um, cope with our emotions are the first one which tends to be the most popular is we express them you know we talk about them let's say something is made us angry or something made us upset now all of a sudden we need to talk and vent and we 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 find a friend or we find a loved one and we say why we're so angry and we can't believe this is happening but we need to be careful of this because if we express this to somebody else where they are going to absorb that negative or angry energy and they're also going to feel more angry you know and this is a snowball compounding effect you know the more angry people there are and the more we express that the more that's going to pass that energy on to other people just creating and compounding more negative angry energy it's a it's a dangerous cycle so we need to be careful of how we're expressing negative emotions because we're going to put that onto other people they're going to absorb it and in turn they're going to feel that same emotion so it's a dangerous one uh, another one is another kind of deeper level past expression is suppression suppression um, and a, a common example of this can be and because I've experienced this and I've suppressed many emotions in my life, a uh, common one is, you know, if a man is being sad or they're holding in hurt, something that hurt them, and they're holding in their emotions, they want to hold back their tears, they don't want to cry. Well, this is dangerous because we're consciously doing it. We're consciously suppressing it. We don't want other people to see it and we keep it below the surface level. But when it becomes too difficult to suppress it, we don't necessarily show it the way we're feeling it. So let's say we're sad. We suppress it. We don't want to show we're sad. It won't manifest. It won't come out in being sad. It will become expressed in a different manner. Usually, 
in a more negative manner. So let's say we're suppressing um, sadness and we hit that tipping level. We're holding it in and we can't take it any longer, but we don't want to show that sadness. So it manifests or comes out in a different emotion, usually a more powerful, strong emotion such as anger, uh, stress, or for me was being grumpy. And you'll get triggered so much easier because you're holding so much in. That tipping point is always full because you haven't dealt with your proper emotions. You haven't resolved them. You haven't let them go that you get triggered so easily. And usually the way you express them isn't what you're actually experiencing. So that's a very interesting concept to have the awareness on what's going on. You know, if you're holding in a lot and you're bottling it all in, somebody triggers you and it might come out as a more powerful emotion, which probably won't have benefit in your life, especially on relationships, especially when you're unsure of why you're angry and or your partner doesn't know why you're angry or grumpy. You know, that needs to be resolved and figured out. And the third level, which is even deeper than suppression, is repression. When you suppress too much emotion, it can turn into unconscious repression, not even knowing that you're holding it in and you forget about it. You don't even know it's there and you're holding in this emotion without even the knowledge of it. And like I said, that can, you know, that now that becomes even more dangerous without the knowledge of it. And that tipping point will become uh, an unconscious tipping point. You don't even know why you're angry and you don't even know why you're latching out. It's unconscious to you and that becomes even more dangerous. So those are three, I guess, coping mechanisms of um, expressing emotions and not necessarily the best way of doing it. But the most effective way is to surrender. Uh, to let go and so let's say we experience that emotion or you know we have anxiety or stress or we feel something angry instead of don't escape it don't necessarily express it don't suppress it but observe the feeling uh, don't avoid it don't take action to distract it but um, you know feel it be with it uh, describe it to yourself. This feeling is going to cause many thoughts and probably thoughts that aren't great. But if we can label the feeling, understand where we're feeling it, let's say it's a tightness in our chest, say, oh, I feel this tightness in my chest. And that's all right. This is just a tightness in my chest. Don't run from it. Don't bury it. Don't try and distract yourself from it. But feel the feeling and put awareness on this feeling so instead of trying to transition out just let go of the attempt to transition out observe it acknowledge it describe what you are feeling and where you're feeling it so let's be let's have the conscious understanding of what's happening and what we tend to do with our emotions and it's extremely important and a, a very useful practice to let go. Let go of those emotions we're holding on. Observe them and let them go instead of, instead of trying to distract ourselves from it. So letting go 
and surrendering the old way of living has been a pivotal aspect that has enabled me to change. Liberation, ease, and peace are all born through the process of letting go. To have power does not mean to have control, but it is powerful to let go and surrender. We can break free from reoccurring patterns and emotions in our life by simply observing our feelings and letting them go. Stop resisting the full spectrum of life and take it all in, the ups and downs. And having this knowledge and learning the ability to let go has had a massive impact on my life and I hope it's something that you can uh, learn to try to implement in your life. And when you do, I know you will surrender your average life. Take care, everybody, and thank you so much for listening. See ya.